Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rocco, we're going to need you to grab some audio that you will see at the bottom of the first hour of our program. The uh, couple finds? Yes, yes. So Steve has the story. Welcome back to the show, by the way. Donna and Steve Experience featuring DJ Rock Lobster. I did did just see a quote from William Shatner on Twitter because you guys are watching with the volume down. Correct. Yeah. He said from the capsule, quote, that was unlike anything they described, unquote. Oh, oh wow. that's an interesting way yeah. to describe it. Sure. It's, it's interesting like there's a lawsuit, Shatner, <laughs> suing Bezos. It's so interesting that they landed this thing in a, I don't know, in it looks like sandy, deserty place when normally they land in the ocean. Yeah. It is. It is. It is fascinating to um, to watch this all play out. They're just t- so what they're doing right now. We're taking these shots of the capsule that the that the people were in, and we are looking forward to seeing Shatner walk out of the the tip of this rocket, <laughs> and we'll see what happens. I, I I will be curious. What will he say? You know, it's so fun. Is he is going to? Um, he is. He's going to. Give a presser in such an interesting Shatner way. Yeah. You know? Yes. Well, you could see them all sitting in there just kind of BSing. I wonder, like, what does it feel like when you land? Because, guys, when this, the tip of the rocket that William Shatner was in, when it came down with the parachutes from space and then landed, there was a big old of smoke and, like, the dust. I think the it dust was the from, sand. Yeah. yeah. But, but that shows you the impact that that thing hit with. So you were saying they must be really strapped in pretty tight. Yeah. Kind of like when they, they put the over-the-shoulder things when you get on a roller coaster. I bet yeah. it's similar to that. Uh, so we'll, we'll let you know whenever Shatner steps out. All right. um, I'll tell you about this that happened to a couple. They were at the airport. And they, uh, they were heading to Las Vegas. This is Jared and Christy Owens flying to Vegas for a weekend getaway. And everything was going fine. They go to check their bags. One of the bags that they had was five pounds over the limit. So then you open the bag and you're you like, all right, we're going to put the hair dryer in your bag or put it in your carry-on, yes. all that stuff. Um, so they found their chihuahua. <laughs> oh! Their chihuahua had gotten into, and apparently this chihuahua is a, uh, a you know, like a, a, a nuzzler, wants to get under things and in clothes when oh, they're doing laundry and stuff like that. funny. Out from one of the boots comes this chihuahua. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's our chihuahua. 
We promise we were not trying to smuggle the Chihuahua with us in the suitcase. Oh my goodness, what's going to happen? We have audio of the guy talking about it. Pull it up. Play it hard. Put it on the scale, and this bag is five and a half pounds overweight. So really quick, we're like, oh, we've got to rearrange some stuff. Opens it up, and there's our dog out of my boot, like coming out of my boot with its head popping up. She's the burrower. That's what she does. She burrows in clothes. She burrows in, obviously, suitcases now. They've got a heck of an employee in Kathy. Uh, she went above and beyond, never made a, you know, they could have turned it in. We were trying to smuggle a dog to Vegas <laughs> or something. Never acted like that. They were extremely gracious. Like I said, she was willing to watch our dog for us while we were gone. Thank goodness we found this dog because you'd have got to Vegas and you probably would have had a deceased animal in your bag. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, that's wow. so nice that that Kathy, lady. Is Kathy from Southwest sitting. said, I'll watch the dog. Oh my god. I mean, that's incredible. All righty, now back to. Chihuahua's name, by the way? Icky. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's nice. I like it. Jeff Bezos is now outside of the space capsule. Just gave a double billionaire thumbs up. He's thumbs upping everyone. Did he go on the trip? Bezos? I don't think he did. Oh, I don't think he was on this one. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see him in the picture. That yeah, he went. Well, to we see saw him headlines. earlier. He was walking up to it and looking in and shaking hands with people. Uh, but yeah, it looks like he just arrived there. With some other probably Amazon bigwigs and space people. This would be kind of cool. What an experience. Do. Oh, my gosh. I remember I I, um, I worked at Reels in New Mexico, and that's where the guy was going to be landing. Do you remember the guy who did the like the, the highest free fall of all time? Yeah. yeah. And he walked out, and they were in space. And then he stepped yes. off, and one of the guys that worked with us at Reels was... Uh, helping to direct that or something like wow. that. He was somehow involved, but it was that, a similar thing where you just think, what's going to happen? How's this right. going to end? What's this experience going to be like? Is the camera going to give out? Will we really be able to see all this? Well, what gets what made me anti going to space initially was, I thought you were up there for a couple of days, you know, and now you find out it's just like a 15 minute there and back. Boy, I'd love to do lunch there. I do feel like it's a bit <laughs> quick. So are they just going to cross that line? Like, we did it. Time yeah. to come back. Yeah. But it seems like. Do they experience weightlessness? Good question. Do they get to float? I think that they're harnessed the whole time. That's my guess. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. And that's a little bit of a bummer. What is it like? You know, crank your neck to the right and you'll see outer space. Yeah. Well, let's sign up and we'll be able to describe it. Huh, Rocco, are you able to get CNN over there? Uh, my TV is not great, but are you, are you talking about to get it on? Yeah, on the air, I yeah. probably could do it via the web. Why don't you see if you can get a CNN live? Just because Shatner is about to uh, uh, step out, we might we might miss it by the time that we have to go to break. But um, it could be interesting if we're able to yeah, hear it. I can do that. It's so funny because this looks like somebody found a spaceship, you know, <laughs> yeah, in the right. middle of nowhere, and all these people are coming around to examine it. Bezos is opening the door. Why couldn't they just open the door? Because he's Jeff Bezos. I mean, it pulls in towards where they're sitting. No, I, th- I think it was, I bet, locked from the outside. God. I would imagine. That, Bezos just p- put his head in. Do you want, I mean, do you want me to? Yeah. Let's okay, see what we see hear. Hello, 
It looks like there's a bunch of reporters there. There may be a couple of wives. All right. First lady steps off. Uh, Not the first lady. But a lady. A lady in the first one. Here comes Shatner. Shatner. Second guy off. Moving a little slow, hugging Jeff Bezos. That's cool. Now they've got all these microphones around. I wonder if they're like. There's Audrey Powers. A big hug from her sister. Captain Kirk himself, the great William Shatner. I have goosebumps. This is really neat. It's a cool thing to see. Our customer, Chris Bosshouse. I mean, you've been such a Star Trek fan since day one, Donna. I did. I was forced to watch Star Trek as a kid. How about TJ Hooker? My brother. <laughs> I uh, I've dabbled. I dabbled. Okay. Um, Boston Legal. That way he was. That way he was in that too. Wasn't yeah, he it? was. Here, I think we're going to hear from Shatner okay. here in just a second, talking with Bezos. He's not on mic at the moment. He said it's indescribable. That's what I thought. You have to work on it it's so hard to describe. You have to work on it because not only is it different than what you thought, it happens so quickly. You know what my, my the impression I had that I never ex- expected to have what? is you shooting up. Oh my god. Give me a bottle. Come here. I want one. I want to hear this. He's probably gonna be here. all over making the rounds today. Ninety years old? That's impressive. Yeah, really ninety one I think. So, congratulations to those guys. That's very, very, very cool. We got to go. All right, fine. Uh, Uh, Why don't we do music news? We keep pushing everything down because of this darn historic Blue Origin thing with William Shatner. Now back on Earth. When we come back, uh, Paul McCartney, why is he throwing shade at the Rolling Stones? Is this real or is this fake news? I'll describe it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'm going to take off. All right, I'm going to go too. No, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. I'm so sorry about all the news, you guys. My microphone's falling apart as we speak. But I'm a professional. Don't try this at home. No, I'm not. Give me a beat. <laughs> it's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. Do you like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Boy, oh boy, someone get Paul McCartney an umbrella because he's throwing a lot of shade. I like that. (laughs) Very funny, Donna. Oh, thanks. I just read it word for word out of page six. Nice. Um, In an interview with The New Yorker, um, Paul McCartney called the Rolling Stones a blues cover band. Whoa. Whoa. He says, I'm not sure I should say it, but they're a blues cover band. That's sort of what the Stones are. I think our net was cast a bit wider than theirs. Sheesh. So I guess this isn't the first time he's kind of taken a dig at the band because in 2020 he um, was doing a Howard Stern interview and he said, you know, I thought the Beatles were better than the Stones. They're rooted in the blues. When they're writing stuff, it has to do with the blues. We had more influences. There were a lot of differences. I love the Stones, he said, but the Beatles were better. Wow. Wow. 
You're not a bad dog. You're not a bad dog. You're just a cover band. A I mean, that seems a little harsh. They had they were more than that. But I mean, you, you got to agree. I mean, the the Stone, the Beatles had like you know Eleanor Rigby and Fool on the Hill, and yesterday they took all these things. They had a lot more orchestration and they were, flutes and English horns and stuff like that. Well, they tried things. They were a little bit more uh, experimental, probably. Sure. And the Stones just stuck to what they did. Great, and are still doing great, and that's Mick Jagger's response. First of all, he called Paul McCartney a sweetheart. Oh, in what way? Well, in a nice way. He said, no, you know, Paul's a sweetheart. And he said, obviously, there's no competition between the two groups. He said, the big difference, though, is, you know, and they're doing this because they're both British rock bands. Sure. You know, pitting them against one another. But he said... Um, slightly seriously, is that the Stones is a big concert band in or was in other decades and continues to sell out arenas. He said the Beatles never did an arena tour or Madison Square Garden with a decent sound system. They broke up before that business started. Um, and he said the touring business is for real. So the Stones went on. We started stadium gigs in the 70s and we're still doing them today. Yeah, one group lasted six years and the other lasted 60. Right. Yeah. Wait a second. I feel like DJ Rock Lobster is <laughs> is throwing his support the behind the Stones. The funny thing is, like I've, I've talked on the show, my kid's going through a huge Beatles, Beatles thing right, right now. now yeah. And I'm enjoying it. And I think if I if I want to sit around and get cerebral and and, you know, have good thoughts, I'll listen to the Beatles. But if I'm like bowling and i want to put something on the jukebox and feel good about life i'll put on the stones you let know? me ask this who so six years versus 60 that's that's kind of a, a fun way to look at it yeah and i'm simplifying they yeah, right I, know, I know that, time, I know know, that. Yeah. but even say one decade versus four decades or mm-hmm. five decades um who's had more hits mm. like uh, like i wonder who you would be able to listen to more songs that you're like oh yeah that one that one and that one and that one, I've always known more about the Beatles. I've been less of a Stones guy. But you know what's funny? And this is sounds silly, but it's true. What turned me on to the Stones was when, <coughs> excuse me, they were on Rock Band. Mm-hmm. And there was a song. Uh, right. oh, Can you hear me now? Shel- shelter. Oh, that one. Give me Shelter. Give shot away. And I was like, this is a jam. For sure. The Beatles have sold more. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
sold more and put 72 songs on the U.S. Billboard chart, including 20 number ones um, and 14 others that made it to the top 10. The Stones have managed 56 chart hits, only eight number ones versus 20. And 15 other hits that have made the top 10. So, clearly, the Stone, uh, the Beatles. Wait, so the Stones had eight number ones, 15 others that made the top 10. So, that's 23 top 10 hits. What's the Beatles situation? 20 number ones. Uh, 20 number ones, 14 other hits All right, that so made the top 10. Thir- 34 to 23. And more number yeah. ones. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. Beatles are safer, you know. They're they're just nice, and the mom and dad can listen. The See, Stones wow. had like that. I played Brown Sugar coming back. I was in the mm. news today. I don't know if you saw that. They decided to retire that song. They're not playing it on this tour. Oh, because it's about like a slave trader getting busy with the uh, one of the oh. ladies. I did know? not know that. Oh, I mean, the Stones have like uh, some you know controversial, dirty. You know, Miss You sounds so sexy and dirty. and So they're a dirty rock band. They are. The Beatles were like a pop act. Yeah, they're like, hey. I do love the Beatles. Can't buy me love. Makes you think of that thing you do that we were just talking about Not earlier this really, week. really, though. <laughs> Donna, why don't you watch that, yeah. you dark-souled lady? Do you want to hear Chris Stapleton and Carlos Santana's <laughs> new song? Yeah, I would. It's called Joy, and this will uh, be the last thing we have time to do. Let's do it. I'm going to turn off the stones. I'm going to turn on Stapleton and Santana. This is going to be a first for Deval. Don't like the Stapes. I don't like it. I don't like it. He needs to stick to songs about whiskey. It's not him. It's the way it's produced. It does sound I don't like the background singers. The hook was a little weird. It's like, and then all these other people start coming in, and then the... Music didn't match. But it, you know what it had? It had that vibe like I was on Vacation. a port of call during mm-hmm. a cruise and was sipping a Corona. So I'm going to give it a yes just for All that right. reason. All right. Let's play a game. I don't want to. 651 641 <laughs> You have to, Donna. Okay. Uh, call now. You can play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Better me or Donna. Better the right person. You win a prize. We love you. Stay with us. It's the Donna and Steve Experience. Welcome back and thanks for listening. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Okay, you're hurting Rocco's ears. What's your problem? Oh, sorry. (laughs) I finally got him, Rocco. Oh, wow. Finally. I mean, we're talking, I don't know, four or five years. Four or five years years in the making. Yeah. He scares me every chance he gets (laughs) and finally had uh, Bradley scare him by hiding under. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to go to the bathroom. I told Donna, hey, I got to run to the bathroom. And then I come back in and she says, where were you? You scared me. I said, well, I had to go pee. And then I looked and I was like, oh, my little lunch bag here is like shifted over. That's weird to block me from seeing Bradley. (laughs) And then as I go to pull it out, Bradley just... (laughs) <laughs> my Good hope thing is you went to pee. Yeah, you know? my hope is that you didn't actually record it correctly. <laughs> That's what I'm banking on. We'll find out. Sent to Millennial Hannah. Oh. Is that what you were just plotting with her when I was over there? No, no, no. Listen, I have a photograph of you that I'm willing to post if I feel I need to. Okay. That's fine. Let's play a game. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. 
Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. I, I want to see how smart you are. I already feel like a winner. She, she won. She won today. Doesn't matter what yeah. happens here, Rock. And I think you're going to win this one, too, because yeah. you know what today's... Did you know that today is National Obese Pets Day? <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, Steve. Donna, winner, winner, chicken dinner. My um, dog is not obese. I thought well, you said he was. Really? Uh, no, yeah, he absolutely he is. is. The only He's time I've her. ever seen him, she had to put the back seat down. She had to lay it down <laughs> like she was picking up a grill from Home Depot. And he was just <laughs> laid on his side like he was en route to the infirmary. <laughs> But no, I'm sure he's in great shape. And I, I listen. I had a uh, a, a fat. Oh God! Do we have to black live through this pug again? named okay. Boo who was morbidly obese and presumably died of complications of her obesity? Well, then this is going to be a tough decision for phone caller Amy because Amy, I'm going to quiz these guys on three pop culture things uh, involving obese pets, and I want you to tell me. Who do you think knows more about pop culture things involving obese pets, Donna or Steve? Oh, well, I got to go with my girl, Donna. Oh, is this Kathy? Uh, I think she said no, her name was Amy. Oh, it's Amy. Amy. Hi, Amy. Yay. Hi. Amy. Okay, we're going to do this. Follow-up question. Are you anti-man? Is this because of the women's movement? <laughs> um, you know, I do have four daughters, so yes. I have two daughters. Let's do a play date. I'll <laughs> <laughs> never have it. All right, I'm out of here. Okay. Bye, Steve. Careful when you come back. (laughs) All right, Amy has a chance to win a MyTalk t-shirt. I'm sure when Steve comes back, he'll guess her age and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and insult her. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, Call her the wrong name, which you've already done. I did because I wasn't listening. I had my headphones off, so I didn't hear you say her name. I apologize. Okay. Um, Cool. So here's uh, three questions about obese pets in (laughs) pop culture. Oh, no, I'm scared. We'll start with this one. What uh, Universal Pictures movie franchise features obese pets Duke, a dog voiced by Eric Stone Street, and Chloe, a cat voiced by Lake Bell? Oh, God. i pass for now. What droll comic actor plays the dad in the first two Beethoven movies? Um, the, the guy from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Ren or Stimpy, which one was the obese cat? Stimpy, and the first one is called uh, a, a Dog's World, A Dog's Life. It's called, oh, I actually saw this movie. Oh, what's it called? I bet you Amy with four daughters will know. Yes, she will. Let's bring her right. back. Hey, Amy, Amy, sorry. Hey, no, it's fine. I That's a hard one. It's Secret Life of Pets. Thank you. Yeah. Now, the second one, what droll comic actor plays the dad in the first two Beethoven movies? You know, I don't remember seeing that movie, but somehow Charles Grodin is coming into my I love it. That's, yep, the way he described him as droll also is very helpful. We're going to go with Charles Grodin. Don't make a face. And are you feeling good about Stimpy being the cat from Ren and Stimpy? Yeah, that sounds good. I don't know those characters, so that sounds good. We'll just go with that. 50-50. All right. Amy, you did pretty good. Good job on the Charles Grodin. You got a good chance at a My Talk t-shirt here. Here comes Steve. (laughs) It was good, right? (laughs) Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? Welcome back. All righty. Sorry. Uh, Steve, you want to ask Amy any weird questions? Uh, Amy, could you just introduce yourself? Just say, hi, my name is Amy one more time. Hi, my name is Amy. All right, I'm going to guess your age based on the sound of your voice. And uh, I I think you're going to like this. I got you at 41 years young, my dear. Sorry. 
43. Oh, 43. Happy strikes good. again. Wow. I think you sound <laughs> like you're way younger. Oh, thank you, Donna. Cool. Donna, you're my girl. We're, we're the same. Oh, you're my yeah. something they say, same. Same. You're my sister from another mister. Okay, let's get, uh, we'll pop down. How'd they do? Zip it, Lisa. It's not Lisa. (laughs) I told you he'd insult you. How did uh, they do, Rocco? Uh, I think they did pretty well. Okay. I think. um, Clifford! We we might be going to tiebreaker if if all goes well, but uh, it's looking good like Amy's going to get in my talk t-shirt. We'll start with this one, Steve, where, of course, we're celebrating National Obese Pets Day. Keep your pets healthy and in their weight class. (laughs) <laughs> okay. That's my this reminder. This has been a public service yeah, thanks, announcement. Bob Barker. Thank you. Okay. Um, what Universal Pictures movie franchise features obese pets Duke, a dog voiced by Eric Stone Street, and Chloe, a cat voiced by Lake Bell? Secret Life of Pets? What droll comic actor plays the dad in the first two Beethoven movies? Uh, Charles Grodin. And Ren or Stimpy, which one was the obese cat? I think Stimpy. Oh, man. It was looking so good Red. for Amy. Oh, really? He changes Red. to Ren. Yeah, Amy wins the T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> nice. uh, what's that first one? I don't know. That was No, you got me. it. You got the first one. You got it. Secret Life of Pets? Yeah, Secret Life of Pets. Amy got that one. We'll bring Amy back. Charles Grodin, you both got. Thanks to Amy. Yeah, Amy. And then Steve said Stimpy, then changed to Ren, and I'm going to accept that so Amy can win. No, a- I'm t-shirt. playing for Amy. That's what I said. Oh, you said you were going to accept it. Was it, it. Stimpy? It was Stimpy. It was the Stimpy. Big one? Yeah, like Stumpy. Oh, so Stimpy is yeah. the... Oh, right answer. Oh, <laughs> you psyched me out, right? <laughs> hey, let's do, the, uh, let's do the tiebreaker with Amy on the line just for kicks. Amy, uh, the way this works, as you probably know, is just say your name when you know the answer, and we'll see who wins. All right, got it. Okay. okay. I found a song that has nothing to do with obese pets, really, but it might remind you of an obese dog from a movie in a TV series. What dog am I hoping you think of when I play this? Turner and Hoot. There you go. Oh. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yes, twins. All right, Amy. Thank you, guys you remember Donna. That one you go. You're welcome. Hang on the line, Amy okay? Sucks. Hey, Amy. <laughs> That's awesome. Pull it. Boy, you kiss your Sorry. mother with that mouth. Hey. <laughs> Leave her alone. Sorry. All right. It's, All right. Bye, Amy. Bye. Okay. So. She's got a mean streak. Amy does. Are we going to post that video of Bradley Trainer? Yeah. Can you hand me your expertly? phone again? Oh, un- unlock it for me here. Um, oh, it's good. It's sent weird. And I'm wondering. <laughs> It, it maybe maybe it's sent to me weird, but I wonder if this just the quality. Oh yeah, Donna. it's bad. What? I just need to clean it or something. Yeah. Hey, the volume doesn't work really well either. So. Oh really? Yeah. All right. Let me see if I can. Um, here, I might be able to pull this up here on okay. my phone. It just got a little weird. So let me tell you what happened. Okay. Bradley Trainer walked in. and He goes, "Hey, should we scare Steve?" And I go, eh, "Yes." He's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, what should I do?" I go, "Hide directly under his chair," and. We'll figure it out. Okay. All right. Steve, where are you? Okay. Now wait a minute. That was the wrong. Oh. Believe it or not, that was the wrong thing. That was yeah. Playing. Please We're don't. Pull this up again. There may have been a swear word in there. Okay. So. All right. So you keep setting up. Okay. So Bradley crawls under the console and he like curls up in a ball, pulls Steve's chair in to block him, 
you could not see him at all. He could not have done a better job. Um, and so I went on the lookout for Steve. And then we came back on the air and I'm like, oh, no, he's not here yet. What to do? What to do? Rocco was talking, doing the weather. And um, in walked Steve and Bradley expertly executed his prank. Here we go. Steve, where are you? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Where were you? Me. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> really got me there. I mean, it was so good. That was a very good scare. Yeah, that was good. That was good. It was because it was Bradley. He's yeah. an expert. All right. Ah, uh, do you have time to give us a tip? Yeah. Okay. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Expedia came out with a list of travel hacks that they do. And this is cool because this is they know how flights work. They get it. This is from their own systems. Here is the, uh, let's see, the best day to book a flight, according to Expedia, <laughs> is Sunday. Oh. At least 21 days before you fly. Rates start to go up around three weeks before a flight. So they say the ideal time to book is four to five weeks in advance. And you can save an average of 5% on domestic flights, 10% on international if you buy your tickets on a Sunday. I had always thought that it was a uh, Tuesday, Tuesday or, Wednesday. or Wednesday. Me too. Okay, so that is helpful. Sunday, you're home for the weekend anyway, and uh, that's a good time to do that. They also looked at the best days to fly. In general, you'll pay less if you fly later in the week, meaning Wednesday through Saturday are the better days of the week. They claim that trips that begin on a Sunday, Monday, or a Tuesday tend to be the most expensive, and Janvier, January, is the cheapest month to fly in the United States, while June is the most expensive. Okay. So now you know, book your travel accordingly. Thank you. Um, Have you looked and seen what I saw as far as this Jamie Costa goes? He's an actor. And he does a phenomenal Robin Williams impression. Okay, so I'm going to have you watch it. And we'll link this up for everybody at mytalk1071.com. We'll do a little sampling of that when we come back on my talk. Welcome back to the show, the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071. The what? The Donna and Steve experience, I said. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, Featuring DJ Rock Lobster. Clop, clop, clomp. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow okay. sounds like uh he went to college <laughs> let me tell you about this this uh this guy okay there's an actor his name is jamie costa maybe you've seen him do some impressions i don't know because i know you like that stuff but he's um hmm he looks like a young robin williams And he does a spot on impression and he just released this video called Robin test footage scene. And I don't know if he's purposely trying to make a case for himself to be considered for a biopic, but I would vote for him. 
So in this clip, he's got a YouTube channel. And in the clip, he is playing uh, Mork. You know, he's he's Robin Williams in the Mork and Mindy era. Yes. yeah, yeah He's yeah. getting his makeup done. And then an actress who is playing Pam Dauber, uh, Mindy, comes in to tell him that John Belushi just died. And I think the reason he's doing this is to show his range. Okay. Sure. Yep. So it's a dramatic scene. There's not really any comedy to it. And it here's a clip. Mark calling Orson. Come here, Orson. Robin. Hello, Orson. Falling asleep on the job again, Mark. No immenseness. Just uh, working on my report on dreams. (laughs) Dreams? Well, dreams are a beautiful aspect of human culture. In fact, it happens when you're at night and you close your eyes and all kinds of images happen and it's really bizarre. Well, let's try this one. Well, it depends on who you ask. If you ask Cinderella, she might sing it to you and say, A dream is a wish, your heart. Robin! It's about that fart earlier. Sorry about that. (laughs) Won't happen again. (laughs) What? John Belushi died last night. What? They found him in his bungalow this morning. No. I told you I was with him. Found him John's not dead. I was with him last night. I know you were. I'm so sorry, Rob. No. Not John. Did they say anything like, like how he died? You know, Robin. How about that? He sounds good. Took a turn. Sounds good. He looks good too. Yeah. Yes, he does. He, he, you're right about that. Really looks like him. Incredible. And so, yeah. Now people are saying we need a biopic. Right. I don't know if there's one in the works. We need one. I agree. We do. It's what we need to heal. The book about him was good, called Robin. It's a long read. I listened to it in the car, and it was it was really good. He he lived a an interesting, troubled highs and low kind of a life. Mm. You know, yeah, and then just his battle with Louis Dementia. Yeah, that is that's oh, a that's gosh. a tough one. Yeah, Louis Body Disease is that what it's called? Uh, I think it's Louis Body Dementia. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's what I had. For All right. <clears throat> Shut it, messing with a pro now. I'm a pro now. I'm the who, what, when, where to go now. Show sold out from the front to the back. Hip hop or the hoe down. Mm. Wow. Okay. Got the game on the go route. <laughs> I'm the black Tom Brady in this. I'm the G-O-A-T. Now, goat. I don't know what's happening. Either. I am reading the lyrics to Lil Bit by Florida Georgia Line and Nelly. Why? Well, I heard it a couple minutes ago, and that's how my brain works. <clears throat> Baby, you a song. Okay, did you want to tell us about Bill Murray? Sure. Inquiring minds want to know, I suppose. Yep. There's this, uh, there's a rumor that Bill Murray's being considered to uh, have some sort of role. I don't know what role, but some kind of a role in Ant-Man 3. Donna, I'll tell you this. The first two Ant-Man movies, very good. Very good. Paul Rudd, great. Yeah, okay. Interesting, fun. Doesn't take itself too seriously. Okay. Did you watch it with the kids? I've, I, I kind of want to watch it with my 10-year-old. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I did with my little guy. With I introduced it, yeah. him to the first Star Wars at, uh, he was four years old when we saw it in the theater, which means we had already gone through all the other Star Wars. Hmm. So we went a little early. But uh, yeah, Ant-Man is fun. It's okay. the, yeah, There's some PG-13 comedic moments in there that you just might need to, you know. Explain, explain. the facts of life. 
Yeah, you do. Or divert. You okay. know, you, you get to choose. Do you want to go deeper or let's go back to the shore? Uh, but anyway, I really liked Ant-Man and Ant-Man 2. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp was really good. So maybe, just maybe, Bill Murray will be a part of it, which I think would be interesting. Michael Douglas is in these movies as well. Oh, but, I didn't know that. Indeed, Queen. Oh. But back in 1975, before Bill Murray joined Saturday Night Live, guess what? He was the voice of the Human Torch in a Fantastic Four radio drama that like has just been unearthed all over again. It reminds me of last year's Project Down and Dirty. This year we do construction. Last year it was... Son of a gun. Uh, Citizen Kane. No. <laughs> War, uh, War of the Worlds. Same guy. Yeah, okay. Uh, War of the Worlds, yes, which was so fun. And it was that radio drama, old-timey mm. storytelling. It was so good. So here is some 1975 audio of Bill Murray as becoming the Human Torch. I loved everything about this little clip. Let's observe another scene at Swanson's Garage. (laughs) We got her purring like a lamb, Johnny boy. Good, that's the way it should be. There's only one thing I like better than working on cars. What's that? Hey, look. What's that in the sky? That's my cue. Flame on. Hey, Johnny, what's happening to you? Remember me saying there's only one thing I like better than working on cars? Well, this is it. The figure which just seconds before had been Johnny Storm is now the human torch, flying through the skies like a flaming meteor. <laughs> Isn't that good? That's that cool. Reminds That's really me cool. of Project Down and Dirty. Reminds me of Rocco's uh, award-nominated goiter <laughs> commercial. <laughs> That's right. I just think that there's so much that is to be enjoyed about that. I liked it very much. Your um, goiter's clean gone. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch that. Oh, last then week. one the uh, the space alien looks like a pierogi. Do you remember that line? No. Where he's like, oh, yeah. it's it. It looks like a pierogi with Ugh. eyes. <laughs> he was oh, great. Gosh. That was so fun. Yeah, that was a good time. All right. So, Don't forget. So, okay, go ahead. I was going to say, Project Down and Dirty, how are we feeling? We haven't even really talked about it. Can um, we operate heavy machinery? Are we any good at this? I, I don't Funny. know. I'm, I'm trying not to think too much about it. Just today, I drove past big, heavy-duty construction equipment. Sweet. And I thought we shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, probably think. not. I mean, these people look highly qualified. I'm uh, sure we'll be in a very controlled setting. Yeah, if you don't know, Project Down and Dirty Construction is presented by David at First Equity and Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. It's going to be uh, Friday, November 5th is the day that you can come and see us live at Extreme Sandbox, Minnesota in Hastings. Fun events are going to be happening out. We will be closing out our construction week. So tickets go on sale tomorrow, Thursday, 10 a.m., right smack dab in the middle of the Don and Steve experience. All the money raised is going to go to charity partners, Crescent Cove, Make-A-Wish Minnesota, Minnesota Academy of Science, and Courage Kenny. Learn more about Project Down and Dirty Construction at mytalk1071.com. Your keyword is project. Love it. All right. When we come back, remember you were talking about that movie, The Shrink Next Door? Yes, with Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd. Correct. Aforementioned. We've got the trailer. Oh. Maybe we'll take a listen when we come back. Also, the Golden Globes apparently will not be televised. Oh. That's a bummer, right? That's a good show. I know. We'll discuss.